What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Weathers, once again joined by my beautiful commentary partner, Carmen Michael. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Speaking of, uh, we talked about in the last episode about, you know, wrestlers that we we love and we would like to see come over to New South and everything. Oh, baby. Heath oh, is baby. one of my favorite wrestlers I've ever worked I'm out Heath, baby. I fucking love Heath so much. You won't find a nicer guy in wrestling. Straight up. Just one of the five. Have you worked with Heath? You had to have. Maybe when I did that impact loop, but I, I can't remember if he was there or not. That was a rebellion. It was the year that uh, Omega and Rich Swan were in the main event. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was there yet or not. Um, I know Cardona and Myers were there. They had their match. If they were there, he might have been. But uh, but but I, I worked with him a bunch of Lariato. He came in and, and held on to the belt for a while. And dude, genuinely one of the fucking coolest, nicest dudes in this business. I want him for Haas. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. He's the best. Um, but anyway, I wanted to just kind of just change the format a little bit. Not really going to talk about any pressing projects right now or anything going on in, in wrestling. I just kind of wanted to talk about our side of wrestling what we see and and ask you some questions about your career because you're obviously right now we're still on a loop comic-con over in huntsville Comic-Con. and you know what today is a really good example of some of the things i like about wrestling there's a lot of things i fucking hate the pay it, it takes a toll the pay the miles um and Egos. and the the egos and the people talking shit about me, but I don't find out about it from them. I find out from other people. I hate those things. But the things that I really love is sometimes we get to experience some new shit. We get to travel to some interesting places. And these convention shows, now the second convention show I've been a part of. Obviously, we were both small parts of the big Zicky Dice MomoCon show a few months ago. What are you talking about, man? I was all over Twitter. You went viral. That's true. I, I was a small part. I just played music the whole fucking weekend. By the way, I pulled security to the side before this show. I was like, hey, first of all, if I don't say their name into a microphone and they try to get in the ring, you stop. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we, uh, God, I, if, if you guys, anybody that's on here follows me on social media at Sweet Sexy Rob, I put up a really funny fucking video with we a Spider-Man. We found Spider-Man. Cosplayer. That shit was great. Um, but but we get to, these these convention shows have been really fun to me. Because we're a, you know, the scenery's different. It's not a dimly lit bar. Oh, I'll say. You know, we're we're shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's still texting this fucking girl. I bet you. I, picks was, up the I phone. was talking about in general. You got a lot of cosplay. You got bright I, lights. You got a concert happening right next door. No shit. <laughs> you have Dance Dance Revolution blasting. But that. Us. But 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 ser- but but seriously though, like that is interesting. It is. It's 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 an interesting aesthetic. And I love, dude, I love so much, and it reminds me why I love this shit so much. Whenever we bring in people, people that are just walking by, they see a wrestling ring, don't watch fucking wrestling. Maybe they did when they were kids. Maybe First time fans, man. And then they come and sit down, and they, they get into it. I, I love, love it every that time. so fucking much. We had a lot of that tonight. I try to tell this to a lot of people, like, out in the real world, as I call it. I mean, people who don't quite understand what I do or what we do. And I try to explain to them, like, whether or not you think you like wrestling. You know, a lot of people talk, oh, that's stupid, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care what you think this is or what you've seen on TV. Come experience it live in person once. And usually when they do, 
it's like it all clicks with them. They're like, oh, this makes sense now. So I, you know, being from Louisiana, living in Georgia, my family doesn't get to see me work. I had, whenever I first started a couple of years ago, uh, one of my best friends, my drummer, Austin, came up to visit with his wife. And I was, I had just, whenever I found it, like the week they were coming up, I get a text from Gallows and he needs me to ring announce and at the show that we're not filming. And Shout uh, out Gallows, by the way. Shout out, love them. Love my favorite death, Undertaker impression in the game. Oh, geez, it's so good. That was my favorite shit always, whenever he break into Taker. But uh, that, and then whenever he calls me Sweet Sexy Robin, his Vince McMahon voice, those are my two favorite things. Which he does, if I haven't shown you that, I gotta show you that one. But, um... But, you know, he books me on this thing, and I'm texting my homie. I'm like, hey, just let you know when y'all get to town tomorrow, the day after, I've got to work if y'all want to come. And his wife is just like, what the fuck? Wrestling is dumb. It's whatever. She doesn't give a fuck. And I told her, I was like, here's the thing. I don't want you to. I'm not trying to turn you into a fan. I couldn't give a fuck about that. Come to the show. Watch me do my thing. Watch the matches. And at the end of the night, I just want you to look at me and just say, you know what, Rob? I get it. If you say that, I won. I accomplished what I was looking for. We do the thing. My first time ever ring announcing, the very first two people I ring announced to the ring are Jimmy and Jazzy Yang. As I say, it's a lot different than, I remember my first time ring announcing and I'm, you just like go over in your head like every little thing, like how's my posture, are my feet wide enough apart, are my shoulders high enough, oh I didn't think about how I'm going to actually pronounce these yep. names am i gonna forget where they're from and like, i didn't have the voice a yet. lot I, like i went back and watched a clip of me doing ringing us from that right. show and i don't have the voice yet whatsoever i was still trying to find my commentary voice at this point my first ever time ring announcing was the pre-show of americana 2020 for new south it was luther x versus john averson and i i've still got the footage somewhere and i watch it back and it's like the projection is there but there's no emotion behind it. Cause, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know I've got a unique ring announcing style, unique yeah. commentary style. I'm someone who likes to bring in, you know, a bit of my music past. I like to, you know, put that grit into it. Like, I didn't have any of that before. It just it just well, was bland. And that was all I was. I was all just raspy voice. I was like, literally, what if Kurt Cobain was a ring announcer? That was me on my first show. Like, I literally was just raspy voice. And then the second match. I only did three matches. So I split ring announcing duties with a dude that show. The second match I did, Carmen. You're about to be jealous. Oh, no. This is the second match I ever ring announced in my life. John Schuyler, Chavo Guerrero. Ooh. Chavo's a good brother, by the way. I, he, I didn't get to speak to him too much, but I like him. He came, I did the Talking Shop of Mania in Tampa mm -hmm. with TJ Burks. Shout out TJ. Uh, him and I Friend were filming. Show. Him and I were filming it. I say that. TJ was filming. I was just there to be his lackey and do whatever he needed me to. But uh, Chavo Guerrero was one of the surprise guests. and. Came up and talked to me as if he knew me his entire life. Dude, that was how he was talking with me. Like I, I was getting his ring announcing information from, him, and he was just like, and he was, I, he was just like, yeah, he's like two hundred pounds, El Paso, Texas. And I was like, is there anything else? He goes, I, man, you know the shit. I won champions at all the championships, all these other places. <laughs> you know what's up, man. You got this. I was just like, I'm sure glad you think so because I fucking don't. Who are you, <laughs> dude? And it was such an awkward introduction too because I'm like. Uh, 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 Multi-time champion across fucking so many promotions. Like, I don't even know how I did it. Lord it sucked. But, uh, and then the main event was a six-way hardcore match. Scotty Beach, Bullwinkle, 
the machine Jake Davis, Dr. Luther, Brian Myers, Gallows. Oh. And that was my that was my first there. It was a main event. Had to do a main event style where they're all getting the ring first mm-hmm. and then I've got to remember who came out first. <laughs> and it was and then after the show we get in the car, I look over at the homie's wife and I was just like, What do you think? And she goes, You know what, Rob? I get it. And I saw I was actually inspired by something uh earlier today, I think probably around the time I came up to the show. I saw a quote from Daniel Bryan on Facebook where he was talking about Yes. Uh uh, Brian Danielson. I hate that. that I, I, and I always rib people whenever they give people their 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 WWE names instead of whatever they're going by now. So I, I'm an asshole for that. But Brian Danielson had this this uh, comment floating around talking about how you know there's all these people that that dislike wrestling. Like, why do you like wrestling? That's fake shit. You should watch the UFC if you want to watch real fighting or whatever. He goes, you take any body that detracts wrestling. He goes, and I promise you, you put them in a room where there's some good wrestling. They're going to get into it. That's mm-hmm. whenever wrestling is good. Holy fuck, is it good? There's nothing like it, man. There really isn't. I mean, I said it over the microphone earlier. As I told the fans, I'm like, if, if this is any of your first time, like you are actively encouraged to cheer the people you like, boo the people you don't, to heckle if you want. It's, yep. It's like literally the only rules are, you know, don't say anything offensive and don't put your hands on our wrestlers. Yep, to be cool and be loud, and they were. It took them a couple matches to get into it. You could tell a lot of them hadn't seen wrestling before. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was telling, I was telling my wife this on the phone. She said, "When did they come alive?" And I said, "About match three. I It was when Nick Iggy was beating the shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, out of Kylie Alexa, two. and then the second Kylie fired back, the eruption. The mm-hmm. second Kylie got that first pop off on Iggy, the room went. Nuts! I'm excited to watch the footage back, oh, and we we've, we've been filming some uh <laughs> some extra stuff around the convention, which is going to be fantastic when it airs. I want to see Clash. the fucking ramen thing so much. <laughs> the ramen eating. Oh contest. my god! I now, I should have went over there with you guys. I really should. And not to uh take control. I know this is your podcast, but you said something, and it reminded me something I've been thinking of. But I mean, we have a microphone in our hands, so might as well. What moments? Whether in ring announcing or commentary, have made you the most nervous? Wow! Is there a, any names that have you've worked with that you're like, oh fuck? That's I need a, a fantastic fucking question, dude. Because I've got a couple in mind. Give me yours, and I'm I'm gonna think of mine while you do it. That's a great question. So, very first one that comes to mind is Jay Lethal. It's a big he name. was one of the at the time. Actually, maybe still, even to this day, I don't know. It's hard to keep up because years in the business now, it's just like yeah, it yeah, all blurs together. Yes, I've, I've noticed that, especially, probably, especially since I started with New South. I'd say probably the biggest name I've ring-announced. I mean, ring-announced for Kenosuke Takeshita, like Jonathan Gresham, like all these people. But I remember being backstage, getting Jay's information, and you talking about Chavo yeah. reminded me. And Jay was just like, is it cool if I mess with you? I was like, absolutely, dude. Like, what are you talking about? You're oh, Jay so, Lethal. So was that like, was, was this based on that picture that I saw the other day of him like poking you? Yes. So uh, basically what we came up with is I would give him the standard ring introduction. And he was like, what if I just give you like an obscene amount of things to ring announce? Which, I mean, is like the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. Everyone does it. Yep. But this was... 
I think the week before he challenged for the TV title for, for Samoa Joe, and then like two days later was wrestling Ric Flair in Flair's final match, or self-proclaimed final match. Yeah, the, the uh, jury's still <laughs> out on that one. So he's like, let me write, let me just write it on a card for you. So I'm sitting there, and we're like... Oh, he wrote it down? Yeah. And what a fucking brother. Him and I are brainstorming together on what to put on there. And he's awesome. just like, I am so sorry. You are not going to be able to read this card. Like, just just read it back to me. Make sure we get it. And then if you watch the footage back, this is from Terminus 3. It's on fight. Jay's coming out to the ring to face Baron Black. And as he's walking towards the ring, I'm like, from Elizabeth, New Jersey, weighing in at 226 pounds, Jay Lethal. And then he's like throwing up the timeout sign. And you hear Ian Riccoboni on commentary saying, oh, come on, there's no timeouts in wrestling. And he gets on the apron, and the second he says, no, read this, I've got my own special introduction. You can hear the crowd like, ooh, because they like, they know like this has got to be good. Dope. So he wrote it all out, and he stood there next to me, and like I would get a line out. He would just put his hand up, like, hold on, pause, let the room breathe. And I would do the next line. But like, great. I always joke around. I'm like, I think that counts as me ring announcing Ric Flair. Because <laughs> I'm like, the man who within one week will defeat both Samoa Joe and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. He was one. I think Dan Housen was definitely one. Because we discussed this one of the last times I was on here. I was three months into my commentary career. May like barely three months and was on the call for Danhausen versus Mike Bennett. Which was a really good match, and if you have not seen it, it is on the New South YouTube channel. Fantastic match. One of the only older New South matches I have gone out of my way to watch. I had to watch it and I loved it. Literally our highest viewed match of all time. Yeah, it's it's, it's still climbing to this day, and as it should, it was really good. We've straight up had I know this is peeling back the curtain, but we've had promotions uh conventions we've had potential sponsors reach out to us because they've watched that match and they're like oh i didn't know this was in alabama this is cool so for me i'll tell you straight up um it took me a really long time to get comfortable with the idea of working with gallows as closely as i was yeah um and he's a sweetheart of a guy he really is. I love I love Drew to death. Drew, I know you're never going to watch the show, but if you somehow stumbled upon it one night after a drunken stupor, I love you to death. But uh I mean, that, that's a possibility. It is very possible. I yeah, man, it's I haven't talked to him since he went back to the Fed. I sent him a text message the night that he went back and we talked for, you know, just quick exchange the last time I've talked to him, but uh I was always really nervous around him. I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think it's one I mean, look, he's got an aura. I mean, him and Chad all over the fucking world have worked for every major company a dozen times over. So these are stars, you know, and that's still how I viewed them, especially so early in my career. These guys are stars. And then, you know, so my first night in the business, I'm working with Drew or my first night on commentary. Drew is in the main event tagging with Mike Knox and D'Lo fucking Brown, dude. I forgot about that. Aces and eights reunion, dude. And like, and, and I never I got was there, baby, but I never got comfortable. It took me, I took me a long time to get comfortable with Drew Two, one because of the aura and two, because you know, a lot of people I'm scared of, you know, I can hold my own in most fights. Mm. 
There's one guy I would never in a million years want to fuck with. I felt one of those slaps the back of the head at like 25%. I don't want to know what the fuck 100% strong man. Like. Big, just strong as a fucking ox. And I've seen just, him lying drunk. What up? <laughs> oh, yeah, I have too. That was whenever he fucking did the whole He's sweet, like, sexy, rah. He kept perfect. doing it in he just, Baltimore. <laughs> He's like... You want some of this? It's peanut butter and jelly wine. I'm like, you mean like peanut butter wine? Because <laughs> like it's already got like, it's already got like the components of jelly in the wine. <laughs> I love that fuck. No, he was wine drunk at, at the talking shop in Baltimore that I was at. Dude, wine he, drunk off his fucking ass. And Chad hey, kept egging this, him on. Like he kept doing the whole sweet sexy rubbing. Chad kept going, wait, wait, what's his name again, Gallows? Sweet. And he'd do the whole thing. God. Rocky was getting so fucking annoyed. Working a show with Rocky Romero here in a few weeks. And I want to go ahead and segue into that right now. Let's because do it. I can guarantee you that nervousness we were just talking about yeah. might come up. So, and first of all, and it's I, a big show. I've told you this in private. I'm going to tell you this on the forum right now. Thank you once again. Uh, you helped me get this booking. But me and Carmen, this is the first time I'm saying it out loud. So, main event heat listeners, here you go. Even oh. though this is probably coming out in like a week and a half or so, I probably already said something on social media by this point. Me and Carmen are both booked on Modern Age Grappling's return Halloween night in Morrow, Georgia at the Oasis Event Center. Absolutely correct. You're Same gonna, place where uh, Terminus 3 was. You're going to be ring announcing. I'm going to be doing play-by-play. I was very, very excited to get that message from Gresham. Dutch, uh, I yeah. was too. You know, it was, um, I'm not, I, I, I was sitting on my couch. See if I can tell you exactly what day it was. It was September 8th. Oh, but you get on to me for messaging I was showing this. I was for working on business. Here. I'm not actually texting Jonathan. I'm, I'm working on business. But the text literally, like, I'm just sitting on my couch watching TV, and I pick up my phone, and I like you see like the little message preview whenever it's locked, and I just see, "Hey, Rob, this is John Gresham." What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at my wife. I was like, "Baby, you're not gonna believe this. Jonathan Gresham's texting me right now." <laughs> And then, yeah, we talked and got all that squared away. And uh, so, yeah, doing play-by-play over there. Have no idea who my color is going to be. It could be Rocky. You know, There's no telling. I, I Which know, would be interesting. I know <laughs> Gresham asked me if I knew any play-by-play guys. And That's I was like, so well, funny. I mean, first of all, you're talking to one, but I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. I was like, if you're going to book anyone, it needs to be Rob Weathers. And, and I love you so much for that. So, And he did. It took him like two weeks, but he eventually did text me, and, and we got it taken care of. I've got to say, I, I don't know if he'll ever hear this. I don't know if it'll get back to him. Not just saying this because he booked us, but genuinely one of the nicest dudes I've ever worked with. I've worked with him once. We didn't really talk much or anything. Worked with him at New South a couple times. Worked with him the previous Modern Age Grappling shows. I don't believe those... I know they were filmed. I don't know if they ever got released. But he was as cool as can be. Very level-headed. So, so good to me. Seems very calm, for sure. Level-headed. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I uh, we did a show in MEW. It was one of the, I think it was maybe our second show at the Fight Factory, and our filming was a little fucking weird on this show. So I wasn't recording my commentary there. I was like, I'll do it in post. 
uh, not just ring announce because we didn't have a ring announcer. So I got to ring announce for Gresham. Gresham wrestled his protege, Dave Stage, that night. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, man, it's. Um, Shout out to Dave, by the way. Dave's a good guy. He's a good guy for sure. And I'm, uh, you know, he got a little bit of heat coming out of MEW whenever he did. But, uh, you know, I, he's, I think he's, he's figuring it out loud. We all, we all will do something to it's, make ourselves look like an ass. It's tough being a, a buff, jacked, handsome man, you know? Well, and a buff, jacked, handsome man that thinks he knows something he doesn't, too. There's yeah, I, that. I can't speak to that. He fucking, I'm not going to go into it, but I, I still, I love Dave, and, and I think that, you know, he's doing well for himself right now. I get to see him regularly over in Southern States. I imagine he's going to be on this show. He's a good brother to me. Absolutely. Uh, and But, dude, they've started announcing matches for the show, started putting out graphics. Mm-hmm. Rhett Titus, I think he's wrestling yes. Brogan. Oddly enough, Rhett Titus, I believe, was in the first ever Haas tournament. For was himself. he? Yes, no shit. Correct. That's what's up. Brogan is also someone, not saying that he wasn't already on Gresham's radar, but he's someone I recommended to Gresham, mm-hmm. saying, dude, like, Brogan would be perfect for this. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, uh, modern age grappling, everything's done in rounds. There's six five-minute rounds. Uh, there's a 20 count on the floor. Uh, you can only win by pinfall submission or knockout or disqualification uh it's basically gresham's own version of a pure rules match yeah it's 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 a lot of what he views as like his favorite this is his shit this is like this is the shit that he likes in wrestling it's his image and i'm pretty pumped for it it is different and that's i really like that because i'm a big combat sports fan Mm -hmm. i'm a big shoot fighting fan and i feel like this is like as close as professional wrestling can really get to that maybe blood sport and it's definitely going to be something i know for you you're going to have to look at it a little bit differently because because it's more sports oriented oriented you're going to have to go into it thinking more about move names more about i already am i know but more about (laughs) you know the technicality of it or why certain moves are being applied in the way that they are. And that's why, and that's why I'm excited because like, that's it's a whole new challenge. I that's something it. I've never been able to do. And that's something I want to do. I would try to do it in Lariato, but Bob would almost always cut me off with some fucking inside joke that I was almost never in on. Um, you know, in New South, I'm very much a color, and I try to stay in my lane as much as I possibly can. The uh, only time you're going to hear me calling spots in New South is if he's if if Dump Chet just messaged him and he has to figure something out on his there, phone. It is wild <laughs> show days for New South. Obviously, I handle all, more than most people probably understand between all the production, ring announcing, commentary. It's a lot. A lot of backstage stuff, but like sometimes things happen on the fly, and I'm having to message during it trying to come up with ways to solve problems while still on commentary. Dump, he and dump I'll, usually, me. I'll usually raise the microphone up, yep. give a little nod over to Rob, and just basically say, and hey, then, handle this. Then I take it for the next 15 seconds or however long. Dump texted me or messaged me whenever we were doing uh, the show in Scottsboro a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't see it until like after the match. And I had to tell him after the show, I went, oh, brother, I don't look at my phone whenever I'm working. <laughs> like, oh. That motherfucker is face down whenever I'm working. <laughs> But uh, but r- real quick, just to get back on the yep. Gresham thing, this is the last thing I'll say about it. We can move on to whatever you want. I will say, no, look, it's it a is, great talking point for us. I mean, it's a big deal, dude. I will say it is so humbling. Like I feel honored when it's like people you look up to, people who you've watched for years, people you're a fan of, when they start to recognize you for your work. It's awesome. It's a incredible feeling um 
and I'm not going to sit here and just name drop because I know it comes across that way. It's really not. It's more of like a reflective thing. It's more yes, like looking back, absolutely. like how far I've come and like, this is I'm really awesome. cool that I get to live my dream. Like I yep. genuinely living the best life. Yeah. But like when I have someone like Jimmy Wang Yang, who I watched on TV, what a sweetheart, come, come up to me and say, Hey man, I watched the last show that I did with y'all back and commentary was incredible. Like when I hear stuff like that, it like warms my heart because one it's like, obviously like a pride thing like you yeah. pick, take pride in your work but two like you also realize like this is a legend he doesn't need to tell you this that as well but like you also realize these wrestlers put their bodies on the line and they go to all these places and most of the time commentary is so so or lackluster there's certain commentators out there that are incredible there are some great commentators on the scene but I feel like a lot of, especially indie promotions, don't really take it as seriously as no, they don't. A handful of us do. No, they really. Don't. And everyone, everyone knows who the handful are. Like, you can tell who who cares, who actually gives a damn about it. They're yeah. the people that are making the towns. They're the ones driving around. They're the ones spending those sleepless nights, much like I do. Like putting miles on your car. Like yeah. you can tell who cares. No, absolutely. I mean, and fuck, dude. I mean, Larry Otto. I, I, and this is not to, to say anything negative about my my original home promotion, but they didn't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> they were just like Bob, you can do it, right? And they just had Bob do it, just yelling to that fucking handheld recorder. It really wasn't oh, until no, not the recorder wasn't it? Dude, we did that shit for over a year. It really wasn't until I wound up transitioning into the play by play role that it it was like I I, I, I had that conversation with Laser. I'm like, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna mm -hmm. fucking do it. It was Bob's desk before, so I just did whatever the fuck Bob wanted to do. I was like, no, this is my motherfucking desk. And let me tell you something. And let me tell you something. Shit's got to change. Now. And now every single show I'm the captain now. Every show I get messages from Laser thanking me for the job that I did. <laughs> every show now. You know. But that's that's but you're hundred percent right. And and you have to genuinely love this to do it because we have so many reasons to not do it. I have seen so many people get burnt out, quit after only being in the business for like a year. Yep. I see people who have been doing it for years and who are absolutely miserable. And I mean, it's understandable. And I've, I, every time I see one of them, I get terrified that it's going to be me. I'm so terrified it's going to be me. It's... it's I don't think people watching as fans realize how difficult it is, not just for the wrestlers, for the people behind the scenes, for the people behind the microphones, for the promoters. Got I know promoters get a bad rep, you know, called carnies, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, we know plenty of promoters who have terrible reps, but, like, we don't understand, like, they're pumping so much money into this. They're losing sleep. They're having to deal with three people calling the sh day of the show saying, hey, oh, hey, I can't make it. My cat is sick and all these excuses. And you have to, like, reshuffle the deck so many times. Allegedly, Terry Funk didn't even have a horse whenever he told Vince McMahon his horse was sick. I found that out. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. My horse my is sick, horse Vince. Is sick. But uh, But, no, 100%. And, like, even, I mean, shit, dude, call times are usually – four, five, six hours before the fucking doors even open. You know, you got to show up, you got to film, 
film pre-tapes. We've got seminars. We've got meetings. We've got to go over notes. We've got to make new notes because, like you said, shit changes on the fly. And then we've got to go over here and erase all the shit that we spent all the last week working on and come up with some new shit an hour before doors open. And it's it's stressful. There is some hurry up and wait, for sure, mm-hmm. just like in any industry. But But it's... Especially whenever you know at the end of the day, you know, you might have enough money, you know, just to put gas in your car to get home. You you know how much you fucking love this whenever you're willing to, to put in the time. And there's so many great people that we've met in this industry that bust their fucking asses. And I really hope, just like I hope one day we get to live our actual dreams mm. and be on TV. There's a lot of guys in this business I hope they really deserve the same exact thing. And it sucks because there's not going to be that many spots. There's only so many positions available and it's just we're never getting know, hired by new japan i know <laughs> ever oh they um, hired young They're, that's no, a they long term we're, we're too young we're too old dude we're in our fucking we're 30s we're too, we're too old dude too old. we're yeah. in our fucking 30s man we ain't never getting that job <laughs> but I, w- I will say yes it would be nice for it to pay off that way obviously financially but also like living the dream but like it's such a love-hate relationship with wrestling. Like, some days yes. you kick yourself, like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting myself through this? It's not worth it. Like, when the behind-the-scenes drama is too much and you got people who you thought were your friends stabbing you in the back and you got, you know, people talking trash about you that you've never had an issue with and you're just like, why is it, Why are we doing this? But then, like, show day happened. Like, for me, setting up all the production, I'm usually stressed out, like, to the max, like, Nine and a half out of ten because I'm like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. People are yelling at me. People need this. People need that. And I'm the only person who can do this. But then, like, once the doors open, Definitely. once fans get in, it, like, all goes away. I'm walking around, taking pictures with people, saying hi, saying, you know, thank you for coming. And all the smiles on the faces, man. Once that the fan, show starts, That fan appreciation show especially. Yeah, once that so show dope. starts, man. It's like all that washes away. And then the drive home, you're like, man, I've, I live the coolest life. This yep. is incredible. Yeah, the the, the difference then, between the drive to and the drive home is, is not even fucking Then you wake up in the morning, and you're like, shit, I could use more sleep. Man, my body hurts. Like, and then it's yeah. just a cycle. Well, I mean, and there's days. I mean, we all, and I asked, I actually asked Zicky this very recently. I, I, Shout I, out, Zicky. I, I love you, brother. Um, I, I, I straight up, I was just like, man, obviously we do this because we love it. But please tell me I'm not alone in this one. Please tell me there's today's whenever you hate it. And he said, almost everyone. He yeah. said, almost every fucking day I hate it. He goes, but, you know, at the end you of the day. You hate it and you love it at the same time. At the end of the day. And, you know, and, and there's times, dude, and even still to this day, like, I get times where, because I've got a fucking temper on me. And there's a lot of times, no. there's a lot of the, a lot of drama in this fucking business I don't want to put up with. And I haven't told the story, and I'm not going to tell the story ever in public, but I will say after a conversation that we had had uh, in this or in the, in the other city, Huntsville, uh, one night after a show, me and you had a conversation about something, I genuinely, shortly after we spoke, I had the thought of, I don't want to come back. Oh, shit genuinely and it's one of those things that's like yo if if i'm gonna be put in a situation that i'm not comfortable with i'm just gonna remove myself Mm -hmm. and it was right there but i said you know nope you know what i just need to put the fucking smile on and i just need to put my head down and do my fucking job and that's what i've been doing since well there's been plenty of situations like that for me yeah and it's it's they're going to keep happening Mm -hmm. all the time but that's that's part of the dance and that's why there's a lot of people that 
don't wind up making it very far and why it's, there's people that don't go super far long in this business before they call it quits. Not for the week. No, it fucking say that. sucks a lot of times. But it's great sometimes. Like, man, you getting to do modern age grappling here soon. You got so me exciting. another booking I'm very happy about. Me and you are going to go up to Sevierville, Tennessee on the 20th and the 21st of October. So excited. Juventud Guerrero defending the title against Tom Latimer. If you watched the first podcast that me and uh, Carmen did. Psychosis looks changed. so different, man. Yeah, psychosis took the mask psychosis. off, and I'm like, well, that's not what Who I remember him looking like. That it was, it was Tom from TNA. Yeah, it was Brand the whole fucking time. Wow, Cam dude. Cameron or whatever he called himself in NXT. <laughs> uh, so yeah, wrestling that, wrestling him. You got Kylie's wrestling Tessa Blanchard, uh, Kenzie's wrestling. I know the card has changed around quite a bit. It changed a lot. I know uh, night two for the flawless. So for those you unaware, two day, it's a uh, expo. There's going to be autographs, in-ring photo ops, watch-alongs, all that good stuff. Um, first night is KFW Black Harvest. Second night is Flawless Black Harvest. And Flawless is an all-women's show. It's ran by Kenzie Page. Um, the show is going to be... All headlines. women except for us. Yeah. We're the only We're two. We're the only dudes. We're the two dudes. <laughs> Pretty fucking sweet if you ask me. <laughs> The locker room's going to you know, be kind of fucking now, weird that day. I say, now that we say that, like, I feel kind of bad. but <laughs> Yeah, the locker room's going to be kind of fucking weird that day. But uh, I know the main event for that one, Kinsey and uh, Alice Crowley for the inaugural Flawless Championship. That's what's up. The card has shuffled quite a bit. I know there's been some contractual things. There's been people calling out. There's been all kinds of fun, wonderful things, but... It's gonna be a fun show, no matter what. This There's show, great names. I've been looking at the, the 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 match graphics changing as drastically as they have over the last few weeks, and I've gone back and forth between "Wow, thank God for the NWA" and "Jesus Christ, fuck the NWA." Oh, Lord, so I've got every other fucking God, thank God for the NWA. God, fuck the NWA. Literally every other graphic, because <laughs> they're the reason everything is changing. Not, not all of it. Not the only. Not the reason. all not of the it. There is, but most of it. But uh, but that's going to be fun. I will say, NWA has been treating our people very well. They need to treat us well. They've been treating Rolando and Kylie and Kinsey very well. And I got a lot of friends that work over there. I was actually I was asking Zicky the other day. I was just like, "Here's the thing, man. Joe Galley really needs a professional to sit next to because I don't think he's had one since Stu Bennett." And I was just like, "What do I got to do? Who do I need to talk to?" And he was like, "Well, you could match his Pat Kenny, but he's an asshole." He goes, so I don't know, man. Maybe message Kyle Davis or something. See who you got to talk to. <laughs> I will say I talked to both Joe and Kyle in Huntsville when Smashing Pumpkins came to town. They had a NWA set up on the outside. Two excellent human beings, from what I can gather. They were very, very cordial. And, of course, most of the people that wrestle there at NWA have wrestled at New South in yep. the past. So they're kind of looking over like, who's this guy and why are all of our wrestlers around him? Then they come up and talk. Like, oh, this guy works for New South. There's a local promotion. Oh, wait. Like, y'all are where Kinsey and Kylie are from? Like, you know. Yep. But, yeah, I, they need to hire us. I mean, if New Japan won't. Hey, sure. I will not. I will not say no to any place that wants to book you and me as a duo. Oh, oh my. God. And that's the thing. And, uh, dude, I had this. Can I tell you, like, I had this fucking. Re- me and my wife were talking a few days ago. Oh, Lord. And I was getting emotional. You know, and every once in a while, you know, 
take a couple hits of, of the old Penske and, you know, eat some, eat some gummies and I'll get a little emotional. And I told her, I said, you know what, what scares me more than anything? I said, I was just like, it'd be cool if I got signed to do commentary on TV. I said, but I'm not ready for the day that I can't do commentary with Carmen. Oh, I said that out loud. Shucks. That was a real fucking sentence I said. Dude, it's Oh, like, that scares the life out of me. I've thought about that before. Like, Dude, like, we knock it out of the fucking park. And I'm not... We're so comfortable together. And I'm not trying to, like, shoot myself in the foot here or, you know, jinx myself. But, like, you know, who's to say, like, one day, like, if I'm signed to NXT or something like that. I'm just throwing out a thing. Yeah. I'm not saying any one company over another. Just throwing out a name. But like if I'm signed there, like and it worries me that whoever I'm sharing a booth with, I may not have the chemistry with. And especially if you're somewhere like NXT, where that's the only place you can work. Mm-hmm. And if you've got to sit next to an asshole all fucking day, <laughs> as much as I love Booker T, I would never want to do commentary with him. I feel like that'd be fun. I've worked commentary with so many people like that, like so many people that have <laughs> that. Uh, that attitude towards commentary, I'll, I don't know. It's fun. Oh, after hearing that for the third time, I'd want to shoot him. Oh, Lord. Have as me. much as I loved working with Road Dog, which was a fucking blast, I wouldn't want him to be my only broadcast partner ever. Oh, you didn't know? The dick jokes would eventually oh, get old. Oh, now, shout out to Cassio, one of my boys. Uh-huh. Oh, Matt Mitchell, oh, yeah. here from Huntsville. Yeah. Got his podcast with old Road Dog. Yep. I run into Matt quite often. Good Fuck dude. Him. Conrad's fucking mansion somewhere around here. It's Something like that. Somewhere around. Not there. necessarily in this neighborhood, but it I mean it's close-ish. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean it's it's that's something I, I think about a lot is like because we've had you know, sometimes we've got the luck of the draw with broadcast partners. We've been pretty lucky with the people mm-hmm. like we were just talking about with Terminus or well, not Terminus, Modern Age Grappling. I have no fucking idea who's sitting next to me. I have no fucking idea. And if you think that I'm not losing sleep over that, you'd be wrong because I absolutely am. For the love of God, Gresham, do the right thing and book Nasty Leroy. (laughs) I did commentary with Nasty Leroy at Retinol the other day. The show that you were supposed to be at, by the way. Supposed Um, to. Motherfuckers didn't book me. (laughs) Max, you did. So what we did, Rob, in case you didn't know. I, I saw the pictures, but yeah, tell the people. What we did, and this was my idea, I had two headsets. I was like, I can do this show solo, which I've done before. And that's, that's, it is what it is. I've done so many shows solo now. Retinal, you need a partner, I think. I wanted something challenging. So just threw it out to Max. I'm like, hey, I've got two headsets. I know this is wild, but what if I brought in a new commentary partner for every match? Literally, it was just because I wanted to test myself, see if I could be able to steer the ship, be able to toss questions over to people. I've done it. It's a hell of an exercise. I feel like I handled myself pretty well. There was a match or two where I was like, eh, that could have been better. But for the most part, I I felt like the show went well. I know it should be dropping to IWTV soon. If it hasn't already by the time this airs, that's retinal wrestling, uh, thick as blood. So much fucking fun, dude. 
Like retinal. There's is, nothing like it. And this last Rodney, show was the best yet. Me and Rodney Rockchild were talking about that earlier, and I think because he was asking me why I wasn't at the last one, and I was like, I was, I wanted to be, but I was booked for SSP, and then I get to fucking there and find out that our show got canceled last minute, and I was like, I wish you guys could have told me two hours earlier, I could have made the drive to Birmingham, but uh, but yeah, the retinal is so much fucking fun, and every time me and Max Classic it's, talk about it, I tell him that, like, dude, I had so much fun. It's crazy too because it's. I mean, it's the same people who work the shows that we work on. It is 90% the same fucking people that we see on a New South show. But with that being said, the whole vibe is different. It's a lot looser. It's punk rock, It's man. not as polished. There's no video screen. There's we were wearing like t-shirts. Literally, I just get to wear band t-shirts. I get to harken back to my days as a front man for a metal band. I'm... Walking around asking how the fuck is everybody? I was it about feels to say, weird because like now I'm in a suit. I think one of the first things that you said when it, with the one that we did, which was um, what was the name of the one that we did? Some set set my body ablaze. Yes. So I want to say like when the camera turns on and you're in the ring, I think one of the first words out of your mouth is like like Birmingham, how the fuck are you or something yeah. like that. And I'm just watching it like, ooh, Carmen, you said a dirty. But now, then keep all, in mind that's not something I'm doing every promotion. No. It's obviously no. just for retinol, but I've never got to say cool fuck on a show. It's pretty cool. It's cool just being able to let loose, be my own self. You're wearing a Taken Back Sunday t-shirt. I'm wearing a Bear yeah. t-shirt. We're having a fucking time of our life. I'm getting this, to quote song lyrics. You were like, last hey, one. You were like, hey, you know, they encourage you to quote song lyrics. Yeah, I'm like, you that. mean that useless knowledge I have? I can finally put to use. <laughs> no, you missed out. This last show, I had a a cut off Celine Dion. My heart will go on shirt. But it's that one that was like all over the internet years ago with like the it. devil <laughs> and all that on it. Love it. That's what's up. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I, I, show. I hope uh, I was talking with Max Classic about it earlier and I said, hey, I don't know this yet. The man with the $9,000 kimono. Yeah, yeah, that was dude. That's one of my favorite bits from tonight was the fucking kimono shit, because like I feel like the band. Tell them I spent $9,000 on this kimono. And I was like, Max, that sounds like you spent $8,980 too much, buddy. Like That was so good. That shit was so good. As soon um, as he said it, I'm just like, Max, I saw that for $19.99 in the booth over there. That shit was fantastic. I love Max, dude. But yeah, I, I told him, I was like, I don't know yet, but I should be available for the next two retinal shows. Let's go. So I'm hoping. It's so much fun, dude. And anytime, yeah, anytime me and you get to work together, it's always a blast. We've got a lot. We're going to be seeing each other a hell of a lot here in the month of October. Road tide, baby. <laughs> no. I say as an Auburn fan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Dude, I made some enemies in Scottsboro when I hit dude, that Go Tigers. what the hell? When I hit that Go Tigers, brother. I loved it. What is wrong with you? I'm, I'm crazy. In I the middle the of heat. Scottsboro, Alabama, and this... This motherfucker next to me is like, yeah, LSU won their game. Am I right? I was like, I was just like, hey, you guys want to? Because you had said like, hey, give it up for Rob, and everybody started cheering. And I didn't like how the cheers sounded; they weren't that good. So I went, hey, I bet you I can turn them against me really quick. And I pointed because uh, homie, um, what's his name, Ryan? I want to say, um, who is yes. an LSU fan. Yeah. And he's in the crowd wearing full head-to-toe LSU gear. And I point over at him. I said, 41-14, to 14, baby. What's up? Let's go, Tigers. And I boo me out of the, the fucking building. Almost so lost quick. a booking that night. <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised Dump Sanders didn't kick you out of the building. No, I was looking over at him. He's looking at me like, the fuck did you just say? And I was she, just like, I said, wait till November, motherfucker. That's what I said. Lord have mercy. Y'all can all come over to my house and watch the game. Well, it's been fuck. a pleasure having Rob as part of the New South Pro Wrestling. 
I think, yeah, and Brandon's got like a fucking <laughs> Alabama tattoo on his arm. Yeah. If you want to try out to be our color commentator, <laughs> applications are now open. Big shoes to fill, daddy. Size 12s at that. <laughs> but, uh, all right, before we get out of here, what else have we got coming up? October. So, obviously, we've got KFW 20th and 21st. We've got Modern Age Grappling on Halloween. We've got New South on October 7th. And then October 28th for WrestleMania, which will see the return of the heathen cruel yeah. facing off against Hunter Drake. If he makes it. <laughs> um, we got there, There's a lot of surprises in store for that card, but I don't know what has been announced by the time this gets released, so I'm yeah. going to keep my mouth shut. But that is a fundraiser for Cleburne County High School in Heflin, Alabama. And then the day after that, and which I'm looking forward to that, Heflin's like an hour 15 from my house. I'm, I'm pumped on that. Be the closest New South show I've got to work. And then I think the day after that, Retinals in Birmingham. That's right. The day after Retinals in Birmingham, which I very well might be on. Uh, no, no, no. 1029. That is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. Yes. Oh, man. I might that get is, to. That is at no quarters. Uh, pinball arcade so in the month of october i will be for sure debuting in tennessee for the first time and very easily might be working at a second time a week later pretty pumped on that and then yeah just new south is we're busy as fuck for the rest of the year thanks and no thanks also at the same time <laughs> i'd like to i'd like to sleep every once in a while but i say that so often i'm like man i just wish i had a weekend off i've had maybe three four weekends off this year and every time i have one i'm just like i don't know what to do with myself yeah, should, i don't, should I don't I go to a wrestling show i don't think i have another one off until oh i know i don't there might be I one am. in november yeah i took I one off packed. my uh my my friends coming in town in november um so then yeah for thanksgiving in between that we got shows on friday saturday sunday and now i'm starting to take shows that are on monday so yeah, which you there's know. any promotions out there running on a Thursday, hit me up because for sure I'm trying to get as many bookings as possible. For sure, I'm trying to get those reps in, trying Absolutely. to do things the right way, make the towns, shake hands, help set up the ring, bring a carload with me. So absolutely, and uh, and I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you once again, Carmen. Love you to death, and uh, been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for watching or listening. However, you decided to ingest this podcast today. You want to pick up one of my T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. You want to pick up one of his T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash... Carmen Michael. Carmen Michael. Also, New South Pro Wrestling has their own store. I New design, South does. I design all of those as well. So For sure. Um, at Sweet Sexy Rob on social media, at Carmen M. Childers over Correct. here. And uh, we out. Peace. Thanks for hanging out.